Hey guys, I wanted to shout out a friend of the podcast, Sew Butterfly Clothing. This shop combines festival fashion and streetwear that is perfect for everyday wear. Most items are either recycled or reworked vintage pieces, and they source old and new materials. The pieces are hand-dyed and customized in-house by my good friend, fellow raver and proud wook, Ashley Gothier. Plus, you can customize the items to say your favorite artist names. She's got pieces for Elenium, Zed's Dead, Grizz, Zoo, Tipper, you name it, she can do it. I am personally wearing my brand new Prids oversized crew neck that I am obsessed with. So you guys can shop So Butterfly Clothing using the link in the show notes and code Emma K will save you 10% off. That's E-M-M-A, the letter K, for 10% off your purchases. Happy shopping, you guys. Hey guys, in this episode, I am joined by Doug Lau, a raver from California whose interest in the EDM community led him to create a YouTube channel as well as the group The Gay Rave and Circuit Almanac. His mission is to help other LGBTQ plus ravers connect online and in real life at events. Doug is also recently pursuing a coaching career to help people land their dream job, which we will get into today. So let's just jump into things. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotes. Happy Wednesday, fam. How are we all feeling? Guys, I just had to record that intro like three times in a row because I am tripping over my words today. It's just one of those days, but I am super hyped to be here. We have a very high energy, exciting interview coming at you guys today, um, which I will talk about in just a second, but I have to say right off the bat that I am super excited about this week. Um, For those of you who do not know, I am a Pisces baby. I am a February baby. I turn 30 this Sunday. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, what the hell? I don't know where my 20s went, but we're turning 30, um, which is a huge milestone. And I am super excited about it. And it's had me like reflecting on my life a lot lately. And um, it's just been a big year in general like obviously there's been a lot going on but just like milestone wise like I got engaged in 2020 I bought a house in 2020 I'm now planning my wedding during a pandemic so there's been a lot of things happening in my life but I am super super grateful for where I'm at and how things are going and I'm grateful for all all of the lessons that have been learned so far and the good days and the bad days and everything that led up until this point so I'm just really, really excited. So this is like the birthday episode. Um, Anyway, if anybody else is celebrating a birthday in February, happy birthday. I feel like we always get neglected because nobody likes February because it's super fucking cold and there's never anything to do (laughs) this month. And I'm in New Jersey. If any of you guys are local to the area, it has been snowing like nonstop. Like I do not remember the last year we got this much snow and it's been ridiculous. So I've just been at home, comfy, cozy with my hot chocolate, love and life. But anyway, I've always been waiting to say this. I'm going to be 30, flirty, and thriving baby. If anybody knows what movie I'm talking about right now, you guys are a real one. I've been waiting to say that. That would be such a good totem, by the way. I was thinking about that. I'm not a person that ever brings totems to festivals, but I would love to bring a 30, flirty, and thriving totem to the next festival. Maybe Electric Forest. We'll see. Anyway, long tangent over. Um, Before we dive into into today's episode if you guys are enjoying the content if you guys like listening to me talk if you like the interviews uh i would love it if you could make this your instagram stories today and tag at rave culture cast um don't forget to rate review and subscribe um i see your reviews on itunes i very much appreciate it so thank you guys for doing that um again we have a youtube channel now you guys can go subscribe over there and of course we have our incredible Facebook group community, which I'm going to be doing a Zoom family call very, very soon. So by the time this comes out, it won't happen yet, but I'm planning one for the end of February, like, you know, right after my birthday. So get in the Facebook group so you guys know when that Zoom call is happening and you will get a link to join that. All right. Our affirmation of the week. So I really wanted to, excuse me, celebrate, you know, 
just life. Celebrate a birthday. So I thought a birthday affirmation would be good, but just in general, apply this to your life. Let these words soak in, say them out loud, write them down. We are sort of like putting this out into the into the universe and creating some good vibes today. So the affirmation this week is, I celebrate how far I have come and honor the battles I have overcome. I believe that my best days are ahead of me and there's so much more for me to accomplish in this world. I resonated super hard when I saw that message and like I said, there have been good days, there have been bad days, but you just got to keep pushing through it and you just got to see like there is a light at the end of the tunnel and I'll probably talk about it later in EDM news, but there is definitely some good news on the horizon as far as like live events and music festivals and you know, hopefully people are getting vaccinated and we'll get to a place where things will start opening up again and we're just getting closer and closer to that. So, you know, the bad days are behind us, guys. Good days are ahead of us. So celebrate how far you have come this far. All right. So I mentioned in the intro today, today we have Doug Lau. He is a friend of mine who I've been able to connect with online. And um, we'll talk about it a little bit. But I basically found his YouTube channel like years ago. And he had you know, similar videos to mine, you know, helping ravers in the community. And he's just fun. He has Perler videos. And I just, he just stuck out as like such a fun personality. He wears these really colorful um, glasses that are like just the frames. And then I knew that he had this group, which is incredible for the LGBTQ plus community where they have, I think there's like 7,000 people in the Facebook group, which is amazing. So definitely feel free to join that. Um, if you guys are interested, again, it is called the Gay Raven Circuit Almanac. Um, I'm going to let him tell that whole story today of how that came to be, what their mission is. We talk about gay cruises. We talk about his coaching program that he's getting into. Because um, funny enough, I've mentioned this, but I'm also doing, you know, social media courses and coaching and Doug and I were in the same program at the same time. We both took this like 12-week online course together. So that was really cool just to have a friend who was doing it at the same time. So anyway, that's how we know each other. Um, He's amazing. Oh, we talk about Disneyland a lot as well, you guys. If you were a Disney fan, he worked there for a couple of years. So a lot of fun things in store. I'm just going to let him go ahead and start talking. So please join me in welcoming Doug to the podcast. Okay, well, so to kick things off, I'm super excited that you are here today. I wanted to tell a quick little backstory, which I probably told you at some point, I'm not sure, but I knew about you probably before we even connected this past year because I found you through your YouTube videos because you have a YouTube channel and you do rave videos. And like, I just remember watching them and just loving your personality. And I was like, this guy's really cool. And then weirdly enough, like we connected, I think this past year and now we have this cool Facebook group and things like that. But it's just so funny that it's like a small community in a way and you still like happen to run into people. So I knew at some point we were going to connect, but it's just, it's weird. And now we're here and you're on the podcast. So first off, welcome to Rave Culture Cast. Thank you so much for having me. And just that story actually is like very similar to me being introduced to you as well, because I've seen your YouTube videos prior to actually talking to you. And I don't remember who reached out to who, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I I was watching your videos to get inspiration um, and motivation to do more videos. So, so it's been very cool to connect with you. (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh my God. No, I'm so excited. And you have a lot going on, but I, you know, recently learned some new things about you too. So today, you know, I just want everybody to get to know your story. And then of course, we'll talk about um, the videos and everything, what you're doing with coaching now. And I want to talk about the Facebook group and the group community, the website that you have as well. So Mm -hmm. to kick things off, we'll back up a little bit. Could you fully introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do, all those good things? Sure. Well, um, my name is Doug and my YouTube name is Fat Boy Doug. And so a little story on that, because I'm sure people are under like questioning, like, what, why are you called Fat Boy Doug? <laughs> right. um, so it's actually a nickname that I got from my family from when I was like really young. Um, I was born in Hong Kong. And so my, my parents speak Chinese or we all speak Chinese. And it's kind of like a term of endearment to call someone like a fat boy because they're like chubby. And whatnot. So I, I had that nickname growing up. And of course, I grew out of the, of the chubbiness. But as I um, was in my 20s or so, I started working out pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. And so I was starting to gain some muscle. And so whenever I would go back home, my family would actually be asking me, why are you getting so fat? Why are you getting so big? <laughs> oh, my God. And, 
And so it was just kind of like an inside joke that um, that they would be calling me Fat Boy Doug again in Chinese, of course, because mm-hmm. um, it sounds weird to say it in English. <laughs> but um, but so it just kind of stuck. It's just be like, oh, I need a name for myself for for my YouTube channel that I'm starting. Oh, this is funny. Um, so that's Beautiful. where Fat Boy Doug came from. Um, and so yeah, the YouTube channel I started back in oh my gosh, I don't even remember 2017, 2018 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do about the YouTube channel. I, I wasn't sure what type of videos I wanted to make, but then my second video was about raving and it was just like my tips on how to have a good time for your first rave. And these are just tips that I learned mm-hmm. from, from going to different festivals, um, especially EDC is such a big festival. I wanted people to kind of understand how to have fun because it could be very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so that was just like my first video and it kind of blew up from there. Um, and I thought, okay, well, I, I, I have to keep making videos like this because people right. want to watch it, right? So, um, so that's where it started with the YouTube channel. And I've just continued to give tips and advice on, on raving. And I don't claim to be like an expert in raving at, uh, at any point, um, because I still feel like I'm sort of new to it because I started in 2015, mm-hmm. um, EDC Las Vegas was my first festival. Yay. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was yours too. Yeah. Oh, You're the nice. second person that's said, wait, I, I mean, obviously 2015 was like a good year for music festivals, so it's not surprising at all. But yeah, EDC 2015 was my my first big one too. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So yeah, um, uh, and I just felt like I could help other people do the same, learn about the culture that I've got to, gotten to learn a lot about mm-hmm. and have help them have fun because it's just like a whole different side of life that people could be experiencing through music festivals and and the community and, and all that so that's where the youtube channel started beautiful and talk about the glasses how many pairs of glasses do you have because <laughs> okay. they make an appearance uh, in every video there, yeah every video there's glasses stop so I have, it uh, he's showing them you guys if you watch on youtube you'll see all of them <laughs> oh yeah sorry I, I forgot this is podcast no. Um, I have them in all colors, but they're really just uh, Wayfair sunglasses that I got on Amazon. They're like packs of 12 at a time okay. and you just pop the lenses out. So it's, they're fake. There's nothing, Love it. but it's just become my, like, I, I don't know, my, my signature look. The reason why I have glasses on is because I actually do wear glasses. I have prescription, so I'm okay. currently wearing um, contacts, but when I don't wear glasses and I'm just wearing contacts, I always either still try to adjust my glasses, even though they're not there. Okay. And I also feel weird when I see myself when I don't have glasses on because I'm so used to myself with glasses on that mm-hmm. I just, I just have to wear some sort of fake glasses at all times. That's so funny. Oh my God. Well, I, I'm curious about your raving story, but just because we were already talking about YouTube, what like over the years, either, you know, when you first started, even up until now, what was like the response like from people to your YouTube video and your mm. videos and your channel? Uh, it was surprising to me because I really didn't think that anyone would be watching or caring what I was saying. Right. Um, but I think because I was able to kind of go at it in, in, in the sense that I'm sort of new also, I'm learning and I'm now kind of showing mm-hmm. you how to do it as well. I think they could relate to that a lot more. Um, right. And so I think I started to build that kind of community through 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 that lens. And um, yeah, so people are, were, would just ask a lot of questions and that helped me to make new videos because I'm just you know trying to answer some of their questions that they have about it. Right. Um, but I think the, the main point of the YouTube, my YouTube channel is just to always try to give advice and, and help people learn about you know, the, the culture and the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go about it. And I like specifically remember it's something you do really well. Your thumbnails, like your thumbnails are just bright. They're engaging, they're eye catching. And so I just remember that. And then not only that, but I mean, you can attest to this as well. Even when you're starting out, even if you have that 10% edge, because like you said, we're none of us are experts, especially when you're starting out, you're just sharing something, but you know a little bit more than maybe somebody who's even more of a beginner than you are. So it does like help that people can relate to you, I think in a way, but I don't know. I just remember your thumbnails and your energy. And that's another thing like with YouTube channels, I feel like it's kind of like your personality plus 10 a little bit. Cause you do have to be a little enthusiastic and let your personality shine, but you almost have to have like a certain energy level when you make videos and podcasts as well, just so that it's a little bit more engaging. And I, I just know that you always did that really, really well in your videos. And I remember your, your first one, that one did super well. Were there any other ones that stand out to you? 
um, specific videos. Yeah. Um, uh, I know my either my candy or my perler video did mm-hmm. pretty well. I think just instructional videos kind of like that right. um, do pretty well. But I think um, uh, I think there was another like what you should bring to festivals was a was a that always does well. was a popular one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. So now take me back a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more about you personally because I just learned this that you worked at Disneyland for a couple of years. Can you talk yes. about that? Was that out of school or like what made you want to work for Disneyland? The- yeah. Um, so I live in Southern California and our family would go to Disneyland pretty often. I would say like every once a year, maybe once every two years. I mean, cause we're so close. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always just really loved Disney. And so when I got the chance to actually apply to work there, um, I, I took it and that was first year in college, I believe. Yeah. First year in college that, that I applied and so I've been working there since I've, I've, I was 18, um, and now I'm 36. So it's almost half my life that I've worked at Disneyland. Wow. Um, but yeah, so that side of me is like a very professional um, side because right. <laughs> I, I started um, to climb up the ladder in 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 at Disneyland to mm-hmm. be a manager. So um, and so going to raise was. Um, different and it was like hard to keep that separate uh, because I didn't I for whatever reason I didn't want my coworkers knowing that I I did that especially since I was a manager if I had um, employees under me if they saw me at a rave or something like that how would they think and how would they um, perceive me as their manager you know would they still listen to me and things like that and so those those were things that were always going through my head. So I really tried to keep them separate for 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 the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if we're continuing to talk about it right now, I've I've decided that you know I I really don't need to separate it as much. Of mm-hmm. course, there's going to be things that I, I, there's still things that are you know work and private you should sure. separate. But like having people know that I love music festivals isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like I like to have fun. So what, you know, right. So I think, I think especially being in, in like in my mid thirties now, I feel like I don't really care how people think Mm -hmm. or what people think about me anymore as much as I did when I was, you know, in my late twenties or so. Um, And everyone has a side to them that, you know, that people may not know, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, but why not? especially right. if it's, there's nothing wrong with it. So, yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. I think it's also because even if you describe it differently to somebody saying like, I love going to music festivals versus like the term raving or like, I like to go to raves. I feel like even with those two people might perceive them differently. I feel like saying I go to music festivals and I travel for, you know, concerts or something like that. It's a little bit more PC than raving because people might like automatically think of different connotations that come with that. But to your point, it's also grown in popularity. And I think, you know, so many people do it now, especially being in California with so many events. It's like it it is a part of your personality and it's a hobby. But yeah, I get the respect thing. I have friends who are teachers who were the exact same way. They were like, absolutely nobody can know about this. My students cannot find out when they start to turn like 18. But yeah, it's it's hard to separate them. I, I totally get that. But I want to go back to, to your first event. So how often were you going to music festivals and shows? And like, what was your, you know, growth like as a raver? Yeah, it was actually pretty slow. So 2015 was EDC Las Vegas. That was my very first um, music festival. However, prior to that, I was kind of going to um, different parties just around, around the nation that were, that were, I guess EDM related. So uh, I'm part of the LGBT community, um, and there are what's called circuit parties that happen around around the nation, and it's a form of EDM. It's like more like how uh, like housey tribal music that okay. um, that, uh, that 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 plays at, at mm-hmm. these parties. And so I've been I've been to those, and uh, but a, in terms of like bigger festivals, music festivals, uh, larger just general EDM, EDC Las Vegas was my first. And then in terms of that type of festival, it was pretty slow uh, for me to go on to another festival. I think that the next one was EDC 2016. So, okay. um, but 
after like two or three years of that, I started going to other events that were that were more like um, mainstream music festivals. Got um, it. Okay. The, the first one, well, actually, I don't even remember. There's been so many, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of like a slow, a slow process. So that's why okay. I say I'm not like, I'm not like a, an expert in music festivals at all, because it, it was just mostly EDC Las Vegas. And I can't even remember what else that I've been to in the early days, but mm-hmm. um, that that's, one. yeah, that's the, that's the biggest one that I can remember. Wow. Oh my gosh. And so where were you traveling to the parties as well? Were those in like big cities or was that pretty much just anywhere? Yeah, they're they're mostly like uh, if you're talking about the circuit parties, they're they're mm-hmm. mostly attached to like the pride events um, oh, around okay. the nation. Yeah, so awesome. different places like New York, Dallas, San Francisco. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, we have so much to talk about. I, you didn't mention artists yet, but I wanted to bring this up. Who are some of your favorite artists now? Okay, so <laughs> um, <laughs> so I am a trans fan, um, and so my 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 top favorites would be Above and Beyond, uh, Andrew Bayer, and um, Tin Liquor, who is not like fully trans, and then um, Gareth Emery. I think a lot of you know um, classics from Gareth Emery. So I would say those would be like my top four. Beautiful. Yeah, there's something about him. I. I saw 10 minutes of his EDC Las Vegas set in 2019 because it was like the laser face entrance or something mm-hmm. like that. And we had to go to another set, but I, I was like kicking myself that I haven't seen a full set of his yet. But have you done any of the, um, have you done Dream State at all? Oh, yes. Dream yeah. State is my favorite festival. Oh, favorite wow, okay. um, recurring festival okay. uh, because it's trans, it's all trans music. So um, any stage that I go to, there's something that I like. And mm-hmm. um, I learn I learn about new artists from, from Dream State as well. Uh, so yeah, Dream State is my favorite. I've gone to, I think, at least three or four Dream States. Wow. You know, it's another including one, like, the drive-in one that happened this year. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you that. Was that Gareth Emery? Was that him or no? Who was that? Uh, Marcus Schultz. <laughs> okay, Schultz. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually playing. I, I know it's like <clears throat> weird with events right now, but um, I was just talking to some friends. He's playing an event this Saturday in New Jersey. It's like a restaurant lounge, and it's like you know socially distanced tables, and you have to stay at your seat and whatnot. But I was like, holy shit! I had no idea that. One, that that was, existed and that there were shows in New Jersey right now. And two, that it was Marcus <laughs> Schultz and he's playing a three-hour trance set. So that was very tempting. Oh, but. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, so now I want to talk about the Gay Rave and Circuit Almanac. How, when did you start this? How did this come about? Tell me the whole tea. Sure. Uh, so so Fatboy Doug started in, uh, like the YouTube channel started in 2018, like the beginning of it. And mm-hmm. so from that, we knew that there was some sort of, community or you know people that wanted to know more and learn more about it Mm -hmm. Um, at least people that were like-minded as us Um, and so the the Facebook group started really as like for our small group of people just like Mm -hmm. our our close friends that we wanted to um, use it as a place to uh, share events that are happening and, and just like, where can we meet up and, and cool. just have a, a central place for us to, to, to go to, to get that, this information. And so it started very small. Um, but it was Anjuna beach. So, um, it was an above and beyond, uh, uh like small little festival on the beach here cool, in Southern nice. California. That was our, our technically our first event that we kind of got people together through the group and awesome. told them, Hey, let's meet up. Let's take a, fil- uh, a group photo. Um, and, um, let's all kind of like dance around each other. And so mm-hmm. that, that was literally, that's the, literally the, the, the purpose of the group is so that we can have a group of gays together yes. in, in any <laughs> festival and just feel like we could, you know, be whoever we are mm-hmm. in this, in this place, because, um, you know, going to bigger music festivals like this, when you are, when you are gay, it's kind of, it's, you still feel like an outsider a little bit. You don't know like how to act around, you know, some of the straight people who may not be so accepting of us. But then when you are part of a, a group and you can see like there's people around us, it just feels more comfortable and okay. we're able to have more fun. And so right. it really just started from that. Um, and then starting from Anjuna Beach, then we went to like whatever music festival or even smaller event that we went to, we just decided, okay, hey, we're, we're going to this. Anyone else coming? We're going we're gonna to meet right here, probably right. take a photo. Um, 
let's meet up. And yeah. so that's literally just happened for every place that we decided to go to. Um, so that's where the, the group started. Wow. And so from there, I mean, now it's obviously grown, like in the Facebook group, there's 7,000 members and, you know, mm -hmm. is, are you seeing individuals like break off into groups, obviously pre COVID, like people planning their own things now, cause now you have all these other small groups. Like how has that been for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and I, I just wanted to touch upon the name of it. So gay rave and circuit almanac, another part of why we created the group is because we felt like there's the, the raver group the you know, like EDM mainstream EDM type of music. And then there's mm -hmm. like the circuit group of, of, uh, of gays, mm -hmm. um, that only like that type of music Got and they it. don't okay. like the mainstream stuff. So we, we tried to <laughs> create a group that kind of merged the two, the two together. Not that there's like okay. any sort of music that's exactly like the merge of the two, but mm -hmm. we wanted these two groups to hang out with each other. Maybe try, maybe like if the circuit group want to go over and try a music festival, festival or this <laughs> side, uh, you know, try the other side. So that's, oh, that was another reason why we um, created the group because we, we felt like Darren and I, uh, my fiance, mm -hmm. um, we, we, we do both like both types of music. And so, you know, I, we wanted others to, to do the same. Mm -hmm. Sorry. What was your question? <laughs> and have the same, uh, no, just how, how, I guess like the growth in general, cause you said it started with small meetup groups. So like even pre this year, were you seeing a lot of people like planning their own events and meetups as well? Yeah, we actually encouraged it because we were just, you know, two people here in Southern California. But then mm -hmm. when we started to see people joining from all around the nation, because we would meet them at bigger festivals right. um, and they would come from different places to go to EC, EDC Las Vegas or That's whatever so it is, cool. yeah. then they would, they would know about us, join the group, and then they would have events over there uh, wherever they, they, they live mm -hmm. and was like, oh, um, who else is going to this group or who else is going to this event? who wants to join me and they would use that group yep to to ask those questions that's so dope yeah I think it's it's awesome when it starts to just like snowball and it becomes bigger than itself like it just grows and grows and grows and now you have this amazing community and then the meetups are a whole separate part of it but can you talk a little bit about what you just said about like the acceptance and feeling more comfortable at an event because obviously being somebody who's straight I would assume that the EDM community in general is a more accepting and loving place. But to your point, you know, what has your experience been like? Do you feel like there still needs to be a lot of work done in that area? Yeah, I no, I will say that the EDM community is very accepting, um, mm -hmm. more so than other types of groups or communities sure. out there. Um, and it's, I think it's just part of the plur, um, mm -hmm. you know, mantra and, and all that. However, it's still hard um, to be very comfortable, even if you think that, you know, most people are a little bit more accepting, it's still just mm -hmm. a harder thing to, to feel, right. um, you know, uh, you know, fully yourself and, and comfortable. And so mm -hmm. I think that's why we've become so successful um, in, in creating this community is because we, we do, number one, subscribe to Plur, but number two, we want others to feel very comfortable. We want to create mm -hmm. that safe space for them to, just dance or, you know, do whatever they want, um, right. in, in this, in this party atmosphere. Right. And we've heard from other people, um, after we've created a totem and, you know, people can find us, uh, we've heard from other people, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've heard from our, our members that was like, they purposely look for our flags, um, wherever they go, even if they didn't know that we were going to be there. Right. Um, and then when they find us, they just feel so happy and that they, um, feel safe. And it's, it's so nice to hear that, to, to hear that people are, um, you know, finding that our, our group is, is, is a safe space for them. It just makes mm -hmm. everything really worth it to, to do. Yeah. That's awesome. No, it is. It's, it's a community in a community and you have this, like, not only like safe space online now, given everything this year, but to have that in person and to make all these connections and yeah, I mean, just in general, have, can you talk about any of like the new relationships that you formed specifically from the group? Um, oh my God, there's just, I mean, there's just so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just, it's just become like everywhere that I, every festival that we go to, 
there's just someone that's like, oh, hey, we, we I, I know you from the group and I haven't even like met them. Right, right. Right. And they just know me from the group and they'll just come over to us because they've seen our our flag or whatever it is, or they knew of our meetup and they wanted to mm-hmm. come and meet us and be part of this uh, this group. So it's just so, so cool to, to see. And it's every, every, every event, there's always someone that I've, uh, that I didn't know before that I've now met as a, as a new friend. Yeah. Cool. So what, what are the, like the next steps? What is your, your hope for the group in the future? Um, well, you know, so 2020 was supposed to be the year that we would really go to a lot more festivals and really expand into, um, just, just being at more music mm-hmm. festivals right. um, on the mainstream side, as opposed to the circuit side, uh, you know, obviously that didn't happen. So we actually had some virtual events on online. We kind of piggybacked awesome. off of some of the live streams that were happening, like EDC Las Vegas live stream. Mm-hmm. We piggybacked off of that and created our own Zoom party. And so we just had people come on Zoom and, and dance with us. Um, Darren's really good at getting people to to do things. So nice. he would like put <laughs> he would put things on 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 camera, like hey, uh, you know, show us your pets or like show us your your favorite outfit, nice. your you know, yep. like show us your flags or whatever it is. And it just got people to get excited to get onto camera because a lot of times when, when you go on a Zoom party, people just kind of lurk or they turn off their cameras. Yeah, it's not. But we were, yeah. yeah. But we had like. Um, I think like 200 or so people on it. Wow. And I, I don't even remember, I don't think all 200 had cameras on, of course. Um, but yeah, we were, we were pretty excited to, to know that, you know, so many people wanted to be part of it. And this was pretty right. early on in the pandemic. Um, I think so people were excited to just be able to do something and like mm-hmm. put on their, their favorite outfit and, and do a little dance or whatever. So <laughs> that was really cool to do. Um, and I, I'm glad that we got to do that. In the future for our group, um, I think we've been trying to get um, more engagement just within the group, and, it, and it's hard because you know there's nothing to really talk about. <laughs> there's, right, there right. are no events for us to go to, so it's just uh, it's been it's been not a struggle, but just a little bit harder to to get people engaged and mm-hmm. to make sure that the group is still functioning um, how it's supposed to be. It's a place for people to to get to know each other and create a community. Um, but we are looking into expanding the group, expanding the network a little bit of okay. the gay Raven Circuit Almanac. Instead of just being the Raven Circuit Almanac, we're looking into creating some sort of network of gay almanac of just other things that that we could talk about. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, because uh, a, a part of my YouTube channel is um, about these gay cruises so gay atlantis cruises we wanted to maybe yeah maybe we want to create a group just for that so that it's not because it's not exactly raven circuit related but Mm -hmm. you know they talk about it a lot um it's it's a big part of our community here so so we wanted to maybe break that off into a separate group um i do have my career coaching business uh so i wanted to maybe see if uh, people would be interested in you know, a, a more career-minded, business-minded group where mm-hmm. they could still talk about things that are, you know, rave and circuit related and, and then they won't feel so judged or or people won't, will actually understand what they're trying to say if, if they sure. wanted to reference, you know, going to music festivals or whatnot inside this career and business um, group. So we're, we're looking into that. We haven't really made a decision on it yet, but that's something that could be in the future for us. Cool. And that's branching out into like separate subgroups kind of now right Mm -hmm. god okay wait talk about the cruises a little bit more when how many have you done and like what does this entail (laughs) so um so you may you guys may be familiar with groove cruise so basically some sort of company (laughs) will charter a a like a whole an entire cruise ship so that they can put on you know whatever parties or whatever so like um for for the gay cruises it's a it's a company called atlantis Atlantis cruises and um, they charter different cruises throughout the year. The biggest one being in January and there's one that they are mm. um, booking right now for January, 2022, which okay. is actually, I think the weekend right before the groove cruise for 2022. Got it. Um, and basically it's kind of, it's, it's why people talk about it in our group is because it's such a, a community where it's all gay people and mm-hmm. you feel comfortable you f- it's a safe space for you for right. seven days like seven full days that you're just on a ship full of other people that understand who you are and you can be your full authentic self and mm-hmm. i think that's the biggest draw of the cruise is that um 
you're just allowed to be yourself and you can, you can be free. You don't have to like hide who you are because right. um, no matter how accepting your coworkers are or your family is, you know, if they're not part of the community, it's hard yep. to, um, to still be yourself, but there on the cruise, you can totally be yourself. And it's just like seven days of, of like heaven. For, that's for us. so cool. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think that's genius. That's so fucking cool. And I mean, so I can't even imagine too, because I'm sure there's a ton of people in your group who have attended those. So I think that's really, really interesting. And there, if there isn't as much coverage on it, and you know, with YouTube, like you might assume that there are a ton of videos on a topic and then you go and look into it and there really aren't that there isn't that much coverage. So I think that is like a super niche thing that you definitely could, could talk about that. I think people would be interested in, but I think that sounds awesome. Are you definitely attending? next year yeah yeah i booked it you booked it okay <laughs> i nice. booked it last week <laughs> yeah. we're going we're going deciding. for sure okay beautiful <laughs> we were wondering like ah oh, should we do it it's so far away we still don't know you know with the pandemic <laughs> and all that how that's gonna work but we're like okay let's just book it and then if it's canceled because of the pandemic we can still get credit for the next one we'll i'm sure we'll go on some other cruise right whatever, so so we'll just pay for it now and uh, make sure that we can get on it um you know when when or if it happens sure. but yeah as you were saying i think yes it is such a niche thing there's only a couple people really talking about the landscape cruises on youtube and that's why okay. it's been so um so popular on youtube whenever mm -hmm. i do put a video out there about Atlantis cruises because i think people really want to learn a little bit more about it and right um they're curious about it they heard about it and you know people talk about it all the time and so they want to learn more and 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 just like the the ray videos that i have i try to um, give tips and advice on how to you know, have fun on it on for your first time, what mm -hmm. you should bring, all that, all the same stuff, Perfect. but just for Atlantis Cruise. For the cruise, right. And you touched too on um, the engagement in the group, which I know you've been putting a lot of effort into, and you also have just created a TikTok account. Can you, <laughs> can you talk a little bit about TikTok? Cause I know you're having so much fun with that. <laughs> oh my God, I am. And I'm getting like- You grew so fast. I did. It's I mean, crazy. I did. I, I think today I'm going to hit 10,000 followers, which That's is awesome. crazy. I started on the 6th of January. So it's been less than a month. That's great. Plug your account. Where can, what is it? So people know. <laughs> oh yeah. Fatboy underscore Doug, um, because Fatboy Doug was already taken both there Damn and, it. and on Instagram. I don't know <laughs> how, um, but fat boy underscore Doug. Yes. Beautiful. So go, go check it out. I, I, it's so funny because I feel so old to be on TikTok. No, no. Um, <laughs> there's like a whole new generation. I feel like we're like all seeping in and now we're like, fuck you kids get out of here. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. And I was just like how I was saying before, um, how I was like two separate people before now, like, especially on TikTok, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm definitely that just that one person where I can be, super silly. I'm um, doing dance videos, but then I'm like talking about career coaching stuff on my lives. Um, and then like some more, some more serious mindset stuff in some videos. And yep. then, and then like, I don't know, talking about music festivals and, and dancing and, on TikTok. Yeah, dancing <laughs> on TikTok. So I, that's why I'm having so much fun on TikTok is because I really can be myself and just be like, whatever mm -hmm. and people are, are like actually liking it and they they are they are engaging with that type of content and so that's sure. that's really cool whereas in like instagram i feel like i've had to package myself in a certain way so mm -hmm. that all my pictures look really nice or you know my grid looks nice or, or right. whatever it is otherwise people won't care mm -hmm. and i think that's still the case on instagram which i haven't been able to really do much sure. in terms of followers and engagement there but tiktok has been crazy crazy yeah. yeah i literally thought in my head as you were saying that like instagram to me i'm like curation it like it is curated it looks a certain way but you touched on that mm -hmm. one thing i know you've been doing is you've been putting a lot of videos out on tiktok and something i'm going to start testing soon is just like I feel like I overthink TikTok sometimes and I'm realizing now like it really is just short videos. It's almost like a diary for some people, like even talking direct to camera and saying something stupid, like it needs to be less edited, more raw. People are over like the super highly edited produced shit. Like it really can mm -hmm. just be you to, like as yourself to camera because that's how everybody can relate to that in a way. So I feel like I overthink TikTok and the way to go is just to like churn out videos and just, you know, be yourself. Yep. Everyone says it's just, you just need to be consistent in, in posting your videos at mm -hmm. least like two or three, if not four or five a day. Yeah. And because you never know which one's going to end up getting picked up by the algorithm to, to be 
pushed yep. as 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 viral. So you just have to keep putting out good videos. I mean, it doesn't have to be like like really good. Um, it just needs to be like put out there and that people want right. to engage. Um, and so that's what I've found has been um, successful is just like me posting every single day, multiple times a day, no matter what it is. And, and some of them just got picked up as, as viral. So that's, that's, yep. that's what's cool about the platform. Keep doing what you're doing. It's, uh, it, you can tell you're having fun too. I think that's the good thing about it. Like to your point, sometimes I feel like Instagram now, obviously it's already been a more of like a professional platform, but like TikTok isn't there yet. TikTok is so in its infancy that I just feel like you can just have fun with it. You can be yourself and, you know, some, some audience overlaps, but in other cases it doesn't. And you have a completely different person watching you over there and you're a different personality than you are on YouTube. So <clears throat> it's a really fun medium to play with. And, you know, we've been skirting around this topic the entire episode, but I want to end talking about what you're doing now and everything with your coaching. So can, can you talk a little bit about how this kind of all came together and what you're doing? Yeah. So um, I'm now a career coach and I help. Um, this is my, my spiel that I'm going to try and, and get <laughs> um, right. I help young, young driven professionals who don't want to compromise their fun, active lifestyle to find their ideal career paths and, and gain career success. Um, and along the way, you're going to learn practical strategies for resumes and interviews to help you get that job. Um, but a lot of what I do is really trying to help people discover what their personal brand is. And, and working with social media, YouTube, all this stuff, um, I've learned what personal brand is in that context. Mm -hmm. But when we think about your career and in your job, you also have a personal brand that you may not be aware of. Everyone right. has one. It's basically just how you're per perceived by other people. Mm -hmm. And so your coworkers, your bosses may perceive you as one way when you think you're like completely different. Like they may think that you're like a lazy person, but you're, you, you're, that you yourself think that you're like really driven and, and motivated to do right. things. So, so you have to make sure that you package yourself in a certain way so that that matches whatever they perceive you is, mm -hmm. is how you, um, you feel yourself. Um, but that, that helps you in finding your dream career, your ideal career. And it, it's different for everyone for me, for myself, my dream career was what I was doing when I was at Disney prior to pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, I was an operations training manager and um, it had everything that I loved doing, which was educating people, teaching people things, mm -hmm. um, training other people, but it also allowed me to have a great um, lifestyle. So I had good work-life balance. I wasn't working 80 hour week, uh, yeah, 80 hour weeks. I, right. you know, was able to kind of turn off my work once I got, to, once I got mm -hmm. home and I had good vacation hours and I was able to travel all that, literally my, my dream career. And so I was- Damn you, COVID. <laughs> I know, I know. It's all right. Everything happens for a reason. It, it does. It does happen for a reason. Yeah. So because I was successful in doing that, I wanted to make sure that I help other others do the same. And mm -hmm. specifically with like resumes and interviews and just job search in general, it's not really taught anywhere. You're not, you know, there's no class to take on how to to write a resume in, in high school or in college, right. maybe, maybe there's like career counselors or whatever that to help you mm -hmm. career centers to help you, but sometimes they don't have the, the right strategies. I've actually talked to college career uh, people that have gone to career centers in college and they told them that, um, to just send in as many resumes as possible. And, um, you know, <laughs> you know, one of them will stick, you know, like that's literally the, the, the opposite of what you should be doing because you want to really, tailor yeah. your resumes as much as possible to the specific job opening that you're going to be applying for. Because mm -hmm. when a recruiter, and also I've been, I've been able to be a recruiter as well at Disney. So I, I kind of know some of the, the perspective of a recruiter when okay. you're looking, when the recruiter is looking at a, a resume and they see someone that's just like kind of general, they have a lot of different varied mm -hmm. experience about, you know, customer service. And then they've worked at a bank here and then they've worked at a restaurant here. It may seem like, oh, that's very impressive. They've done so many things. But right. for the recruiter who, who is the main job is to, is to fill this specific opening that doesn't give them very much confidence in, in what you do, what you can do for this specific job. So you need sure. to re really tailor your resume to what that job opening is. And those are the kind of things that I kind of teach along the way. But as I was saying before, the personal branding part and, and setting goals and having someone to keep you accountable and keep you on track for your goals, that's 
that's the work that I do with my clients and I'm super passionate to, about it. And I talk about it on TikTok, which is, which is, which is weird <laughs> because I'll just go on live and I, I don't intend to talk about it. And all of a sudden I'm sorry. I like, I started talking about career stuff because I've right. just been thinking about it so much in my mind and then it just kind of like, like blurts out. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now I'm, uh, actually trying to use TikTok as, as a platform to, to get more people to know mm -hmm. what is it that I do and how I can help them. And I, and I really want to help people just like me that, that have an active lifestyle. It doesn't have to be, you know, like you like to go to raves or you like to go to Atlanta's cruises. It doesn't have to be exactly like me. But if you are some person that, that is wanting more for your life, like you want to be able to kind of go travel when we can or mm -hmm. like do do other things that is just not work related and you want that work-life balance I want to be able to help those type of people um, find that balance and and then right. be in that career that allows them to do that yep and the timing like could not be more perfect because like we we talked about obviously you had this dream job and then, you know, Doug and I actually did this course together at the same time, which was awesome. We took, you know, a course to teach us how to launch our own courses. Basically it was a 12 week program we did this fall, but to your point, like you, you said, there's so many people in this position right now who are looking for jobs or who are furloughed or unemployed and like at all different ages and different stages in their life. Like plus the kids coming out of college right now in this environment cannot even fucking imagine. So it, I feel like it is the perfect timing and people really need those refreshers and like even what you just said just now, like when I was applying for jobs, I was totally that person who sent my resume literally to everywhere. And now that you just said that, even with Disneyland in particular, I can't even imagine how it must have felt as a recruiter if somebody just like wholeheartedly expresses how much they love the company and how much they're dying to work there. And it's like super specific. Like, I feel like if you're writing something like that, that you clearly know the brand, you really, really express that you want to work there. Like, versus just blanket statements, sending it out mm -hmm. and then plugging in the different brand names. I didn't do that. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. But yeah, it's, it's just, you have so many different perspectives on it. So it is really interesting. And you know, the timing of it, this was the right time for you to finally share all that information, I think. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to work with, you know, work with people from, from just all around the nation that, that need this help, that need this guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's definitely an investment to to think about your career in this term because, like like I said earlier, there's not really a classes. It's not not necessarily known that there are these career coaches out there to help mm -hmm. you. And people have been trying to do it on their own for so long. Right. Um, so that's where I like am trying to get people to understand like this is something that is going to be useful for you. Yes, it is an investment right now, but think of the return on that investment when mm -hmm. you get your dream job, like how much, how good you're going to feel when you're in that job, how much money you're going to be making all that stuff. Yep. Um, like you have to think about that uh, when you are trying to decide, Oh, should I, should I hire someone to, to help me with my career or not? Mm hmm. I, and one thing to attest to, like even just, you know, working with you, I was a person too, who didn't hire coaches until literally this January and heard the same thing. Like you'll see once you start working with a coach, like how much of a difference it makes and how much better you, you'll feel. And you'll just be more structured in the way you approach things. It's similar to like working with a personal trainer versus going to the gym on your own. So I think, especially if somebody's feeling burnt, burnt out right now with like applying, I'm sure people have been applying all freaking year to jobs. Like if you're kind of like thinking about it or on the edge, you know, do you do any discovery calls or anything like that? If people just want to reach out to you? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I, and I, I try to get people as many people to to just come and talk to me as much as possible. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I think that's, that's definitely the way that people will, will understand a little bit more about what I do, because you can kind of just say, you know, I'm a career coach, I can help you. But it's hard to like tell you in a in a page or, or whatever it is exactly all the things that I can help you with. So yeah, I love to get on calls like a zoom call to just number one, understand what is it that you need help with. And then I can tailor some sort of game plan for you to, to figure out how to get you there. And even if, you know, you right. end up not working with me, I, 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 I love to just give that advice in that, in that call and, and, and just help you along get, get you on that path at least. Mm -hmm. Cause I think everyone like, like I did, I, I was able mm -hmm. to finally get to my dream career, but how long did it take me? You know, it's, it's right. and just like you said, going to yep. the gym, you can, you can work out, you, you can figure out how to do it. You can go online and figure out what those exercises are. Mm -hmm. um, but how long is it going to take you to actually make the gains? 
when you can actually go to a personal trainer and they're going to tell you exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that you can do and they're going to keep you accountable to do it. You're going to get there a lot faster. So not to say that you can sure. ever, you can never get there without a career coach, but you're going to get there a lot easier, a lot faster. And you're going to understand what is it that's going to be successful because yep. other people have been successful doing the same things. So why not learn from that? Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, I, this is why I wanted to have you on. It's just so interesting. There's so many different things going on. And I know you have like a lot that you're keeping busy with and working on right now, but it it honestly sounds like you're super passionate about each of the things you're doing. I don't know. Would you say that? (laughs) I am. I am. (laughs) I am. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm so excited for TikTok because I can be passionate about all those things all at once. Right. As opposed to like, okay, I'm going to be excited about career coach over here right now. And then I'm going to be excited about EDM stuff over here right now. Mm -hmm. Like now I can just like be excited about all the things all at the same time. And it's made me so much, so much happier and so much more energetic, um, especially, and you can probably see that in TikTok if you guys go there. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas before, if I had to like, I have to like get into my mindset of, okay, now I have to sit down and do this YouTube video about (laughs) about Mm -hmm. music festivals or whatever it is. So um, that's, that's, what's great about TikTok and and, mm-hmm. and and what I'm doing now is just like it's a combination of everything and I can be just who I am. That's so cool. I'm glad we had this conversation now because now we can look back on this in six months. Hopefully when the world is a little bit more open up and just be like, you know, and you know, we're both getting started on this coaching thing. So I'm really, really excited for you and just to see how this develops and everything. And, you know, we plugged TikTok, but before I let you go, plug where everybody else, you know, where the Facebook group is, where people can connect with you. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so fatboy underscore Doug is the Instagram and TikTok, And then, um, we have the gay Raven circuit almanac, which is on Facebook. So you can type in facebook.com slash groups slash gay almanac, and we'll show up, or you can just search gay almanac. I'm sure you'll we'll link it here too. Up. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> For my career coaching stuff. Um, it would be douglau.com and then I'll, um, put something special for, for all of your listeners. So douglaw.com slash rave, and they'll, they'll cool. see something special there. I think that's it. There's so much. Oh, YouTube, is, is fat boy, Doug, fat boy, Doug, without the underscore, I was able to get it without the underscore there. Um, so yeah, youtube.com slash fat boy, Doug on YouTube. Cool. Yep. I will link everything so you guys can connect. And then, yeah, if, you know, if you come from Rave Culture Cast, tell him you said hi, go join the group. Um, Thank you so much, Doug. Please hang tight, everybody else. I will be back in just a second with EDM News. Alrighty, you guys, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with Doug. It was awesome just getting to hear his story and just like, I didn't know. I didn't know his whole background, his career. And it's just really, really cool to see like, how his involvement has grown in the EDM scene and in the rave community. And I think it's really amazing what he's doing with the group. Um, So I very much am looking forward to seeing their flag at a festival one day and going over and saying hello to everybody. Um, So I'm super excited about that and the community that they're building. So again, if you guys want to go join the Facebook group, please do so. Um, You can also connect with Doug online at fatboy underscore Doug on Instagram. And like we talked about, he's on TikTok doing all the things and he's going to be coaching people. So definitely connect with him if you guys are interested in any of that. Um, Okay, with all that being said, I want to jump right into our EDM news segment. I've got like a couple things going on here, sort of like assorted random stuff. But um, to no surprise, Hangout Music Festival canceled for this year. So they did a post um, about a week ago, about a week ago, a week ago. Vine days. Don't you guys miss Vine? Anyway, um, they basically said that they are exploring options for a 2021 hangout event in the fall, but they're going to have more clarity on that in the next few months. However, if they have to, they will wait until May 20th to the 22nd, 2022. That is a lot of twos. Oh my gosh. Um, But I think that's cool. I think they're keeping it open and they're going to see what works best for them. So if you guys have any tickets to that, that's the deal. I remember that lineup was really good. I specifically remember I was like looking at that lineup and it was considering buying tickets to that, but maybe one day. Um, Okay, another news, Live Nation is suing their insurance company for refusing to cover COVID-19 losses. Now, I'm not going to get into like the full details here, but I thought this was really interesting because I feel like this plays into the whole 
like decision making between behind why we may and may not have received refunds to certain shows. So for example, I bought a couple tickets to events in 2020 to um, more local shows in like the New York City area and I did not get any refunds to those. Um, which is really interesting. But anyway, basically, like it's a back and forth between Live Nation and their insurance company, Factory Mutual, basically in like the fine print deciding like if basically they're not, they are refusing to cover hundreds of millions in losses as a direct result of the pandemic. The issue lies in Factory Mutual declining to honor its premium policy set in place agreed upon and sold to Live Nation for a significant expense in June 2019. The policy lasted through June 2020. According to the lawsuit filed in California on uh, January 29th, the language that Factory Mutual outlined in its contract confirms that communicable diseases such as COVID-19 are covered. Furthermore, Live Nation's outside counsel, Mark Halpern, said the policy specifically designates communicable diseases as a covered cause of loss. But Factory Mutual says it was it will deny nearly all coverage for its current policyholders who have claimed losses in regards to COVID-19. A lot of legal jargon, but it's just very interesting what's going on behind the scenes with all these companies. I'm sure Live Nation has lost a ton of money within this past year and I can't imagine like all the legal battles that they're going through because of that but I just thought that was interesting to bring up on the other like flip side something way more lighthearted and just kind of like dumb drama there's like no weight to any of this but it was really funny um if any of you guys follow Jaws on Twitter he is never shy to speak his truth to speak his mind he's usually getting into all kinds of internet uh, beefs and things like that they never really last or they're not that serious but I thought it was funny so he basically got into it with Dancing Astronaut which some of you might know it's a website that does EDM news um, so they always do like a new music list and they list out all of the artists on Twitter I do something similar but I just do like my highlights so I obviously don't list everybody but um, Jaws had a big single he, he remixed Show Me Love that came out this past <laughs> Friday and he tweeted at them why do I even bother putting out music anymore if Dancing Astronaut will purposely always exclude me from their pyramid lists anyways Show Me Love remix out now and then Dancing Astronaut came back on him and was and said it's not that serious lol but appreciate that you keep up with these tweets every week and then they were just like going back and forth and Chris Lake chimed in and it was just really funny so they were having a little battle but I don't know apparently there's been like a long-standing beef between Dancing Astronaut and Jaws who freaking knows but yeah it's a, it's a little obvious to leave him off because he's a pretty big artist so that was a little weird um okay congratulations are in order for Charlotte DeWitt she is newly engaged to Enrico San Giuliano which I had no idea that they were dating but they are both like techno fucking legends in their own right and so we love to see an EDM couple thriving and finding love I think that's so exciting um so I was like all over her Instagram watching videos of them like DJing together and it was super cute so I'm fucking here for a back-to-back between the two of them can we make that happen (laughs) in 2021 because I would be so down for that um okay in other news if some of you guys know more kismet they are an incredible up-and-coming artist they've had a breakthrough year this past year and they just signed a record deal with thrive which is really cool and i know more has mentioned that they are coming out with new music and working on a new album very soon so i think we are all holding our breath waiting for that um but i think it said something about the first single is slated to release on february 12th so that's already out by this time guys called rumor so definitely go stream rumor by more kismet that's really exciting um and then lastly I think like a million, oh, two things. One, Subtronics officially announced a partnership with Twitch. So he will be, I believe, exclusively streaming on Twitch. So if you guys want to catch any of his like virtual sets, um, it's at twitch.tv slash backslash Cyclops Army TV, which is really cool. So he's going to have a bunch of performances coming up. Okay. And lastly, if any of you guys are local to the New York City area, I had like a million people send me this link today, but... Like I said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you guys. And this article came out saying that New York is gearing up for a statewide festival. Basically, I had heard an announcement today that they are going to be opening stadiums. So I think it's going to be at like 10% capacity, like very, very low capacity. But I think they're gearing up for the Yankees and to be able to open for opening day this spring. But if they're opening stadiums, I feel my personal opinion is that 
we could potentially see some outdoor shows this summer, especially if cases, you know, lower and things are starting to get better. Um, I already know the Brooklyn Mirage share that they're doing an El Rose show this July, which I will 1 million percent be at. I think it's July 24th. It's a whole El Rose takeover at Brooklyn Mirage and Alvin Gardner and Kings Hall. Gonna be fucking insane. Cannot wait for that. So I will be there. But it just like gives me hope. Like we have a couple more months, hopefully, and then maybe we can get some shows outdoors at low capacity. But anyway, this um, is saying that venues could possibly open as soon as February in New York if Governor Cuomo delivers on his word at as the state of New York prepares itself for a newly minted statewide festival. It's called NY Pops Up. It's going to program more than 300 performances, many of which will be free in the five boroughs until Labor Day on September 6th. Um, I mean, this says it's going to be at the Shed, the Apollo Harlem stage, and adhere strictly to the Department of Health guidelines. Um, it says confirmed artists, Patti Smith, Hugh Jackman, Amy Schumer, Q-Tip, and Dina Menzel, Chris Rock, Billy Porter. Obviously not who we would be seeing, guys. I mean, you might be interested in these people, but it's not like they didn't really mention music as much it seems like these are more like performers and things like that comedian comedians and, and stuff so anyway all really good news though because if they're going to be opening and testing things like that out then that gives me hope for other types of events so hopefully fans of music aren't left behind and those types of things will open as well but that is everything I have today for EDM news I just posted a poll in the Facebook group so I'm gonna wait and see what your feedback is you guys but I am like I'm gonna leave out songs of the week this week um, I don't know. I'm just I'm not feeling it right now. It's not like aligning with me right now. And I just don't feel called to do it. So I'm not. <laughs> but you guys can give me feedback in the Facebook group. If you really love it, I'm happy to bring it back next week. But um, I can't really play the clips in here anyway. So I don't feel like it does it justice of me just telling you songs. So I'm happy to always share music with you in the Facebook group. But I just didn't think it, songs of the week maybe made sense as much unless I could play clips of them. So anyway, let me know your feedback in the Facebook group. With all that being said, we are at the end of the episode, fam. Thank you so much for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed all of the content today. Doug was amazing. Definitely go say hi to him and connect with him. Um, and yeah, and give him a follow at fatboy underscore Doug on Instagram. And of course, you guys, it would be a huge, huge, huge help if you could share this to your instagram stories or send a link to a friend today that would be even better um tell somebody about it word of mouth is how i advertise this podcast pretty much so uh if you guys are enjoying it share a link with somebody today rate review subscribe do all of the things and yeah definitely come join the facebook group community so you can be in our next family zoom call which is going to be amazing but yeah i hope you all have an incredible week get after it today you guys do something that makes you feel good, smile, listen to some music. And with all that being said, I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys.